Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We will be chatting about movies from August 17th through the 23rd, 2018. It's the 16th right now. Nice. I'm You're on the ball today. I did it. I know <laughs> my all dates. Of I really wanted to say this is Andrew, and I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I thought that would be like too mean to mess him up, because I, I don't know what... <laughs> I, would you just say your own name if I had just said it, or would you I'd panic? I'd say your name, probably. All right, I should... He'd panic. He's like throwing punches. I'm going to do that like two podcasts from now, because he'll be expecting me to do it next, so... Before the podcast started rolling, we were admiring that I have a Robin shirt and Eric has a Batman shirt. I didn't even notice and, his Robin shirt either. And he's just dressed like Batman in yeah, black. I'm dressed in my like regular guy blue jeans and black shirt uniform. Oh, that's you're like good. undercover. Yeah. 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 Your Lana Del Rey outfit here. I mean, the one she describes, not the one she wears, just to be clear. And I'm going to stick around tonight and watch two movies The Crescent and. Leave no trace. Nice. The crescent looks really creepy. Like, the crescent isn't what I thought it was. I thought like it was like a creepy, like a experimental, surreal. And somebody oh, said it's like the Babadook in Nova Scotia. What? What? That sound. I mean, I, I like, caught a little. Like not exactly, oh. but like, it, but it's like I think a little bit more highbrow, oh, a little more Canadian. Maybe. You just totally. It looks like, a little. Me. It looks a little more surreal. I caught yeah. little glimpses of it last night, but oh, yeah, man. I guess I can see that in that both movies involve a mother. Yeah, and a son and a dead father, and like really good reviews, really good, like a couple five star reviews out there from some Canadian papers oh, oh and stuff. God. So it's one of those ones where we were coming to see Leave No Trace. I loved Winter's Bone a million years ago, oh, eight man. years ago. So I wanted to see that, and then I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna double bill tonight because I want to see the Crescent now that I've been hearing buzz yeah. about it for a couple weeks. So. I feel like a fool now, like because yeah. I just thought it was like a religious based. Something. I thought it was. There's nothing wrong with that. A pure kind of heavy Canadian depressing drama. <laughs> like that's the what robe I or something. Like. I, or, or like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Just one of those movies where that was good, but now I'm sad. Yeah. You know? huh. like, and if you're doing a double bill and that's the last one, like that kind of can be a bit heavy. I think I'm seeing two sad movies tonight. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but man. then tomorrow I'm gonna get to see. I think Saturday night we're gonna double bill. Geez, to jump right into it. There's a lot of good ones on Saturday. I think on Saturday I'm gonna double bill with Gwen Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood. That looks really good. And Generation Wealth. Because this week we have... Generation Wealth is rated R. Whoa, really? I, I wonder if that's purely because of swearing. Because I can't imagine there's gore in it. It's rated R in Ontario. Yeah. Which means that if you're under... 18. You've got to be 18. You've got to be 18. You can't come in even with a parent. It's a documentary about wealth and greed and excess and all these things. I think there's like sexual stuff in it, like nudity and situations. But but to get an R. Adult situations. (laughs) The best. I came to see. Because I think they interview strippers and stuff in it. Yeah. There we go. But even. So, Hereditary, we had that a couple weeks ago. And I won't spoil anything because it is a movie that all I'll say is it has a slow burn that made me go, okay, I'm, I'm like this movie. It's yeah. a slow burn. The horrors of family. Yeah, movie. yeah. And then stuff happens in the last third half of the movie, especially in the last, say, five minutes. And that's all I'll yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Made me actually think, how is this 14A? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just because it was such a brief amount of the movie or if they're thinking like, wow, you know, if you stuck it out for the slow parts, you deserve this part. Did the sensors tune out halfway through? Because there's some 18A R-rated yeah. stuff that goes down in the, the last two minutes of that movie. Oh, man, and even, even in the first half hour, there's like that's one true. scene in particular that's, true, yeah. that's pretty rough. And I was not expecting whatsoever. And Scotty is 18A. And oh, Scotty oh. is... 
Man. Like, Scotty looks like a documentary. I think even in... I don't know if it's tagline or review that it'll change the way you watch Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> That's Be- a good quote. Because yeah, yeah. It, it's a... It's kind of a scandalous documentary, but it's yeah. kind of a, a happy, humorous, scandalous documentary in that it's... I was joking with a friend of mine, and I said, I think the conclusion of the movie is just everybody back then was gay yeah. and not telling anybody about it and leading Or this. bisexual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Into, you're down for whatever, I think, is the official term. Because the idea was everyone thought they were squeaky clean and you yeah. know, civilized. Oh man, even like alcoholism and drug use and stuff like that is just so glossed back then too, where you're just like, oh yeah, Errol Flynn, what a straight arrow, cool guy, never did anything crazy. Alice Cooper would always talk about, he was close friends with Groucho Marx towards the end of his life, and he'd go over to his house and hang out with him, (laughs) and they'd watch TV together, and some old movie would, every time like an old movie would come on, Groucho would always look at some actor and say, oh yeah, I I knew him, he was gay, he was gay, he was gay. Yeah, man. We need Groucho commentary on stuff. Yeah. That would yeah. be amazing. And it's one of those things, we have miles to go, but you look at it now where you have a TV or film celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, someone, someone who did something really mainstream like Neil Patrick Harris. He's out and he yeah. has a career and doing diverse parts and stuff like that. But yeah, so this movie's about someone who helped get people, without tabloids finding out about it, Set up dates, set up events, set up things. So okay, and apparently he did it all from a gas station. Yeah, yeah. it sounds crazy. It like sounds it, like a strange kind of. He was like underground people up kind of thing. Yeah, behind the scenes, like yes. a, like a high flice of the old Hollywood. Is yeah, that just of? slightly more kind of like you look not as pimpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like slightly more. That should be the quote on the poster. More like, and you look at the the picture of the know. guy you'll on the poster. Of, you'll think of something. He's in a lovely 1950s gas station attendant uniform with oh, a tie. Yeah with Scotty written on his lapel and so he wasn't doing it for any underhanded reason there was no blackmail involved or anything that was part of the time as well it's a fairly new film like we only advertised it as an Ottawa premiere about less than a week ago I think yeah I'd never heard of it either a few days ago but yeah so that's supposedly doing very well in Toronto so we managed to get a hold of that and it's one of those movies that yeah I wonder why it's 18A maybe there's there must be sex yeah. yeah, yeah, and and but again, like, is there a rule like you can drop the f bomb once and that's PG, yeah. and then twice fourteen A? Might be able to do two, or, or maybe I can't remember because it's a little lax. And I was trying to think of that because what's playing now, the uh, like, can't get far on foot, right? Like right. that's fourteen A, I believe. And yeah. there was a, like a family came to see Ocean's Eight. And, and then they came out after five minutes and, and the father was like oh I screwed up the times like is this like what's the rating on this and I checked and I was like oh it's 14A same as Ocean's 8 thinking that's cool and then he goes back in and like 20 minutes later there was like oh my god multiple F-bombs like at least at least four or five yeah walking in one scene having a breakdown yeah, yeah. And, and I was just like ooh like just in the other <laughs> room and I was just waiting for the whole family to come out and have the guy be like thanks a lot but <laughs> don't like, I don't think they left and I, and expect it, that kind of language at Denny's yeah, exactly <laughs> I was just like I, I always feel like it, it's, it's kind of like when you're watching something with your own parents or whatever or, or oh, your yeah. friend's parents and it just stabs you in the heart when you're just like oh, oh, you know it's strange because yeah I don't think there was anything really off in don't worry, he won't get far on foot. But it was just a lot of swearing. Yeah. A lot of, and like in a couple of AA meetings or just his character's cartoons mm-hmm. had offensive stuff. Well, sure. before we started here, um, like because the movie's playing now, I heard I heard him having like a, an outburst. Yeah, that might yeah. have been the one I heard. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God. And, and definitely later in the movie, there were like a couple more F-bombs. So I don't know if that, like how that works now, if 14A is a little more... 
you know, open and you get, you know, what's the, what's the line? It's yeah. Like if there's no sex, do you get more F-bombs? Is that the, is that the trade-off? And sometimes you'll walk out of, a, of an 18A movie and you're just like, why was you, that? It's like a, it's... It's strange. It's very it's, subjective. Yeah. And there's, I, there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. No. Well, the, I love the whole red versus green blood kind of thing, too, where you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. if that had been red, that's a hard R. And yeah. if it's green, it could be PG-13. You know, like... Yeah. And there's stuff... There's a really good documentary that I don't remember the name of, but I, I think I watched it from the library years nice. ago. And it has a bunch of, you know, like, I think Kevin Smith's in it talking about swearing and stuff in movies. <laughs> He'd be good at that. Yeah. And, but then there was, I think it's the director talking about, it's a movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Heather Graham. Ooh. And it's, it's. Oh, two it, girls and a guy? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So he submitted his film. He's so good at that. So good. That. And, uh, they knew it was going to be. Which again, because there was an orgy scene or something. Yeah. Ah. And it, it's like a, It's always it's, involving sex. Yeah. And there's a scene where. He said, in the context of the scene, there's no nudity or nothing, but there's something about to happen. Right. So they put it in, and they knew they were going to be getting an R. They mm-hmm. weren't going for the family rating. But they thought, if we could get a 14A, it just means all the teenagers can come see it without yeah. parents. So they got their review back, and it said, okay, you're going to be rated R. But because they don't like being called censors, they don't like thinking that they're harming the artist. Right. They won't tell you what the problem is. <laughs> So you take it back and you kind of look at it and he said, for real, they're like, okay, if we take out eight frames here yeah. and one F-bomb there. Oh man, that's, that's, all, that's the only difference usually yeah. some of the time. And then you hear about, I think it was in this documentary, is Quentin Tarantino or Martin Scorsese got to the point of something super violent like Kill Bill Volume 1. Yeah. Quentin would film more blood and more decapitations knowing that he would then go... Okay, fine. I'll take out three of the decapitations <laughs> that were never going to be in there in the first exactly. place. Exactly. And Scorsese did that, where he'd be like, "Okay, I'll take out eight seconds of Joe Pesci killing the guy with the baseball bat." Yeah. They're playing the game now. Yeah, because it's always a lot of the time it's just like, "Oh, you can hit him with a hammer, but you can't hit him with a hammer three times. You can <laughs> yeah, hit him with a hammer yeah. once, maybe twice." Yeah. And, and it, it has to so be a certain brand of hammer. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, we can't hit him with a Louisville slugger. You know, <laughs> it's got to be a different kind of slugger. And a lot of times, it's not somebody who went to film school or somebody who went to psychology or like something like that Mm -hmm. looking at it and going well this is bad this is bad it's about the qualification of getting to go see a free preview movie some of these are are, you just go and you get paid a couple bucks and get some coffee watch a movie fill out a form yeah so it's not somebody of some great expertise some professor going so that makes it even worse because then by happenstance you get somebody in there who's extra offended yeah. by fill in the blank or, or hates horror movies and yeah. they don't even know what they're going to see or we know. go in and we're like family rating yeah, for yeah. Texas Chainsaw oh man <laughs> or like me at the screening of Blair Witch you know like the newest one where I got out and I, was, I loved it and, yeah, yeah. and then it didn't get great reviews but it was like the dude was taking down people's comments coming into the theater and I was like he's like what do you think and I was like oh man I loved it I couldn't believe they did that and I just kept rambling for 30 seconds which it will shock you to learn that I'm able yeah. to ramble but yeah. and then people were just flooding past me leaving the theater and I could see his eyes looking and I was like I, I didn't even think of it I was just amped from a Keep movie talking. and I was like oh oh my god and my wife's like uh, he's trying to talk and I was like oh yeah thanks a lot and I just laughed and I think he got to talk to like three or four people and he ran back thing. to his bosses oh and was like 
we got a hit. We, we got, got a hit. grave reviews from that Blair Witch screening, and it's just it's really funny, you know. And that that's an underrated flick, I'm gonna say. I think that part of the reason people were sort of down on it was just because the first one was such a phenomenon. Right. And so it's just, I just sort of thought it was funny. It was like, wait a minute, this is a well-filmed, you know, with real cameras movie? Like, I don't want that. Where's, no. Give me that shaky cam one where yeah, you can't yeah. really see anything. More shrieking, please. But yeah, now I'm, I'm very fascinated by these two documentaries we have coming up that look like PG movies. And yet, well, and it's so funny because you're you're the you're the 14A Everything's 14A guy. Usually, like, do you yeah. love that? That's yeah. your thing. And Generation Wealth is rated R, but I think Andrew's probably right. I think there's probably some scenes of debauchery of rich people at a, yeah. a um, what do you call it, Studio 54. Yeah, mm. it says disturbing images, so Weird. there might be, I don't know. Uh, and funny you should say Studio 54, because I just found out that there's a director's cut of that that came out a few years ago. I had not heard anything about this, but they, they cut 25 minutes out of the movie. Uh, just I can't like, remember if it was Weinstein or, or who... Uh, Put out fifty four, but they yeah. it was uh, it was a first time director I believe like he first time uh, feature director uh, who was homosexual and and that's like a major aspect to the film obviously and I guess the studio just cut out any almost any homosexual element oh, wow. whatsoever and yeah. they were just like nope and then the movie came out and people were like this doesn't make any sense it's almost like they cut thirty minutes of plot out of this I, if I remember <laughs> correctly yeah it is one of those ninety minute movies yeah. that you're like this seems like it it's missing makes stuff no sense and so like I just recently found out that the director went back and like reinstituted the footage and it came out and there was like uh yeah ryan Philippe. there's like a makeout scene with another man i can't remember who and just god i might remember this yeah yeah and all this stuff that i guess was more shocking in 1998 and now in 2018 people are like oh wait a minute now this movie actually wasn't complete trash and it, and it ruined that director's career basically just because yeah. people were like oh what a crappy movie that it was only his fault <laughs> So yeah, so two documentaries. It's documentary week. Two documentaries. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I noticed that. And then two holdovers. Won't you be my neighbor? The Mr. Rogers documentary of one screening squeezed in. So that's its sixth week. Oh man. And then three identical strangers, which we have for a full week. That's its fourth week. I'm bringing my wife to that. I still haven't point. seen it. No, oh, I haven't it? seen either of them. I know. I know. Can we you make brought, it on the Saturday. I, I see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do it. Like I plan Saturday night, and I'm trying to like juggle. There's like four screenings that day that I want to go to, and I'm just right. like, okay, how can I make this work without? Because I got to clean the house still and stuff. I'm, I'm very responsible, of course. You can clean but, later. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, there's got to be a way that I can. I'm closing the Friday night too, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll get a good night's sleep. I'll come to see five movies, then I'll go home, clean the house, and etc. And then our fifth documentary this week is another oh Ottawa premiere. Five. And it's King Cohen. The Wild oh, World dude. of Filmmaker Larry Cohen. So stoked for this. Uh, and if you're not in the know, Larry Cohen did, amongst others, Black Caesar, Cue the Winged Serpent, which I love. It's the Alive, stuff. man. The Stuff. Oh, yeah. it's Stuff. That's one of my favorites. And then the movie has the normal gang of people who do yeah, talking headshot Fred documentaries. Williamson's in it, isn't he? Yeah, JJ's in it, Rick Baker, Joe Dante, Robert oh Forrester, Mick Garris, John Landis, Scorsese. What? Oh my god. And it just won, just a couple weeks ago, I think, won the Audience Award at Fantasia in Montreal. Oh, wow. I am not surprised, though, to be honest. Like, yeah, if you think about who you're in and what's yeah. about, yeah. No, but, like, Cohen is just, he's one of those names that, I mean... We know, obviously, but yes. it's just he's he's very like slipped between the cracks, and and he's done a lot of. I think he did that movie Cellular. I think it was like just, just little random yeah. random stuff in the late late nineties, mid two thousands that people be that you know was not maybe great, but 
people be like, oh, I saw that. Well, that was Cohen. Oh, okay. Was he making stuff at the same time Roger Corman would have been doing the Ron Howard and, and Joe Dante? Yeah, because yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. he was around in the, he, like, the he, late 60s. He was a writer. He started off as a screenwriter and he created some television series and then he started directing, like writing, writing and directing his own stuff. Yeah, it's so insane. Like, like great, great exploitation guy, great horror guy, and just and one like, of those dudes that's like, yeah, a lot of his, you know, some of his stuff is not great, but a lot of his stuff is really great. So and real grindhouse stuff. Like, yeah, and it's clear that he shoots a lot of his stuff on the fly, no permits, no permission, just gets in there with a camera and, and not in Cleveland, in New York New City. York. <laughs> <laughs> like, in Cleveland, they're like, please, please, by all yeah. means. You can get in certain cities. There's still that sense of movie magic yeah and I've done some stuff here in Ottawa where we got away with murder yeah uh, the funniest was doing a short film and trying to be a good person and follow the rules so I, I phoned the city I phoned the police and said hi I'm doing a short film mm. we're shooting in a store overnight so we'll be closed off but there's a, a gun scene and it's a dollar store cap gun for real <laughs> but we just wanted to phone you because there have been stories in the past of you know a cop drives by and yeah. sees that and doesn't notice the camera that's hiding in the corner I thought I had to go and fill out a form or show yeah. some ID they just basically said okay great we've got your name and number here uh, we know when you're shooting we'll yeah. mark that down so if somebody drives <laughs> by invisible typewriter yeah, and so they said <laughs> Mr. Jackass yeah, yeah, like, but then afterwards I was like well, I just got an idea how to uh, be a criminal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like, wait a minute. You've seen a lot of movies, too, so you yeah. already had ideas about how to be a criminal. But I could just be like, yeah, we're uh, we're not robbing the pizza place. <laughs> we're just shooting a movie. Yeah, so yeah. If, they, if someone calls, that's just us. As an affluent-looking man, I must not be robbing this place. So you're like, oh, I guess the story checks out. Well, yeah, it should be good. And it's funny, I, I listened to a podcast called Horror Movie Survival Guide, and they just did, oh, shoot, It Lives? It's alive. It's alive. Pretty much. They just did It's Alive. And neither of the ladies on that show liked the movie, but nonetheless, kind of, it's... They're talking about how big it was, and he was, and... (laughs) Literally, it was. And this movie, Bernard Herrmann did the score... It's insane. Yeah. How how did Larry Cohen <laughs> yeah. trick Bernard Herman? He, he had he had pictures from that Scotty guy. He probably had yeah, that dirt on Bernard yeah. Herman. It's so weird because he was you know he did like Psycho and like yeah. he, he was working. It's all it always blows me away when there's stuff like that or even uh, like well, like huge guys who do posters. The the Future Kill poster, which was like what's his name? He did uh, uh, Geiger H.R. Geiger, and you're just like. How in God's name did you get for this like fifty thousand dollar movie or whatever? Sometimes it really is like if you do have a couple bucks in your budget Mm -hmm. and you get somebody when they do have a hole in their schedule, they'll go, "Oh yeah, sure." You know. And if Bernard Herman was like, "Yeah, I'm doing this big shot movie here, this big one here," it'll take me two weeks to do your little horror movie. Mm -hmm. He might just went, "Yeah, I'll do it for fun." Yeah. Even like some of those dudes could probably just blast through like in a couple of days they're Probably, just like yeah, here's, not here's some hurt. random crap I had sitting around you can, can you use that or what I hope there's a good turnout for this doc I, I don't yeah. I don't want to say that I expect there to be but I always hope there is for stuff like this because it's just you know he really is underrated in a lot of ways and anyone on social media who is like oh are you going to play this movie double build with the documentary I'm like well one we don't do double bills that much uh, but two prove us wrong or, or do well yeah. and if we get two 150 people nights for this then we're like yeah. oh people want to see a movie and I have no <laughs> idea where his movies go in oh, or are sitting in distribution land for sure but yeah like when stuff like that does well then we're like oh okay maybe we can 
get in one yeah. of his films. You the, know? the staff is definitely like so good. I mean, that'd probably be my my choice, but he has some really good stuff. Yeah, I wonder what's still out there. I wonder if he because a lot a lot of the stuff of that era just isn't available at all. Yeah, and some of it's not because like yeah, like it's alive is not great by our standards today. But I mean, you know that going in, I guess when you're watching a seventy whatever <laughs> yeah. budget thing. But it's, I mean, honestly, any movie that can spawn two sequels and a remake, uh, that's impressive to me. Well, I, I learned this from the aforementioned podcast, but they said the budget was... $20? The budget was like a, a few hundred thousand dollars, maybe $500,000, yeah. and then it made $18 million. Which is crazy. And $18 million in 1973 is yeah. $200 million. It's, you know, it's, it's weird to put yourself in that headspace, and especially even something like you know, like Texas Chainsaw from 74 and just just like picturing that coming out and something like, and just being like how terrifying that would be. Oh, yeah. In that, I mean, even something like the 50s blob, I suppose, but but I, I'm always impressed because like there, there are... It was still modern young people who can watch that kind of stuff and get it, you know, like Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw, Dawn of the Dead, and they can buy into that. But, you know, it, it's also so easy to just be like, oh, well, you know, oh, the zombie's blue, doesn't look real. Oh, you know, there's yeah. that. Like, and it's just like, well, sure, but this, or like, oh, that's a ripoff of blank. And it was like, well, actually, this came out before that, but, you know, so it is cool to see uh, people buying into that kind of movie magic. Speaking of movie magic, our other movie this week is the 108th consecutive month of The Room. Oh man, that is that is movie magic. Somebody popped up on Facebook or Twitter and was like, "This is still happening." <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's like, "Yep, it's like still the going." We'll never die. There's yeah, and that, that's I mean that it seems to happen to you almost like every month. Yeah, someone would be like, "Why are you still showing this?" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, People we're not playing. going to see it. Like, yeah. it's not that the staff goes to every screening of this or something. And the last one, again, I believe, was like 100 people or something. God, and, and it's I, not and in September yet. That's in the summer when yeah. university's away and people are on vacation. That's and, you know, crazy. So. And then our third week of the proving popular Winona Ryder Festival. Nice. Which is great. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Which I've never seen, actually. Which seems weird for a horror guy who, I was going to say, and a Winona Ryder guy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, probably. It's one of those movies that even if you don't like it, it's still... You can't argue how beautiful it is. Right. Like, the production design and the mm-hmm. makeup. And Gary and, Oldman, obviously, yeah. is great. I mean, they're all... I mean, great cast, but I just I saw, like, someone... I can't remember if it was Twitter or Facebook, but someone had made, like, some comment about how, you know, like, it wasn't a great movie or whatever. And then some guy was like, uh, actually, it's an acknowledged masterpiece, so <laughs> yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. And I, I didn't comment because I was like, well, I haven't even seen it, so I'm not going to get involved. But I was just like, is it an acknowledged masterpiece? Like, did I just... That's like that's heavy, man. Like there's a new trend of I think it's new of using the word visionary, <laughs> and it's not a quote from a critic or a quote from a film festival. And they'll go like from visionary filmmaker Zack Snyder. Oh man, you and I'm like, Roth. I'm like, well, you just said that. <laughs> it's like I, I could be visionary comic writer. It's because he's, he's not blind. That's yeah, fair. That yeah, makes yeah. him a visionary. Well, and you do have a vision for have comics, vision. though, so, I mean, that actually is more apt than... Monkeys. That's my vision. Monkeys. Yeah, that's true. But zombie <laughs> yeah. monkeys. Not zombie just monkeys. any. You think you have it all, but no. And the cool thing, speaking of comics, comic nerds, is Mike Mignola of Hellboy fame did a ton of the design work on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Wow. And if you're a fan of 
Hellboy and Mike Mignola, you can see it. Like, there's a couple of... There's, like, a suit of armor. And then he did the adaptation. He did the very hard-to-track-down comic book adaptation of it. It was produced... A company that I really liked in the mid-'90s, early-'90s, Tops, the baseball oh, yeah, yeah. company, hopped into comic they books. They did Star Wars, didn't they, at one point? Uh, well, they did They did Jurassic Park. They did Dracula. And they, they did Jackie Chan. Okay. They did a bunch of original Jack Kirby stuff. Yeah. And their gimmick was it came, like, bagged with, like, a card in it. Did oh, it yeah, come yeah. with bubblegum? I wish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Card separate. It tasted like paint. Yeah, it's the best oh, kind. Man. But, yeah, you can't find it anymore because Tops went bankrupt from yeah. contact. But they just reprinted it like another company, and it's in a nice hardcover right Ooh. now. So it's out there. So, so that'll probably be in a softcover in a while, but it's it looks beautiful. No it's, bag, it, though. Yeah, you, you <laughs> bag and board it, ziplock it yourself, Man. and throw some cards in there. That's, I forgot about that, because that was like in my wheelhouse when I was I, I was into comics hardcore, like yeah. late 80s to mid-90s, pretty much. I like those guys. Those are cool. But yeah, yeah, I, I forgot I, they even did If you that. look online, you can find some nice designs from it. But So Dracula this week, and then next week, Winona Ryder will wrap up with Reality Bites, which is highly anticipated. I'm curious yeah. to see if this is going to be like the most attended of the four. That's what I'm wondering. I kind of think it might be, but then also I don't want to assume that and then have it be like... I have, I have multiple friends who it's their favorite movie. Man. And I think it's one of those movies that it's just, if you're the right age or the right... It's like for me, I totally get that if you watch Goonies now as a 12-year-old or now as a... If you missed it as a kid... It wouldn't affect you the same. Yeah, but I love Goonies. Literally, what happened to me? I, yeah. I, I'd never seen it before until about five years ago, and I was yeah. like, "Well, it's it's good." I mean, see, you see, when you're 12, and you're like, "It's the <laughs> yeah. greatest movie of all time." Exactly. And if you see Reality Bites, I think if you're in a certain high school mindset, you know, I think it, it could be re- you really identify with the characters yeah. and everything. Very curious. I think that's going to do really well. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny to see the the career paths of those three oh, as yeah. well, like just in, in so different but impressive. Especially, I mean, I would say especially Ethan Hawke just based on the diversity and, and like the Oscar noms and stuff and like it's like Ben Stiller that's also impressive but it's not I mean Ben Stiller became Night of the Museum franchise yeah and even before you know just, you know Meet the Parents and all that stuff I mean it's oh, totally God, yeah, of it's, course. it's totally fine but it's just yeah. I mean he definitely became a thing you know like yeah. it's just like not lowest common denominator, but but you know he wasn't really trying to make incredible films so much as crowd pleasing silly comedies. No offense, Ben Stiller. <laughs> he's listening right now. Yeah, but single you know, tier. He's he's done stuff, good stuff too. But it's just it's sort of like the Adam Sandler itis in some ways, I guess, where you yeah. just like you don't really think of them as being dramatic actors, even though they have done not awful dramatic work. Yeah, as well. And then I'll just mention one movie that we booked. I think since we did the podcast last is. The Last Movie? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This looks amazing. I already forgot about it, even though we were just talking about it. So it's it came out right after... Um, Easy Ri- It was Dennis Hopper's follow-up to Easy Rider. Or was it? I, I didn't actually realize that. Easy Rider was a huge phenomenon, and then Universal financed his follow-up movie, and it was his Apocalypse Now, I guess. It cool. Just Damn. went over budget and was a crazy production. Oh, and my God. High and drunk the whole time. Yeah, but not his Dr. Moreau, thank God. No. Because <laughs> the movie ended up being good, um, presumably. I haven't seen it. It's oh, a bit, of a, it's a bit of a lost shocking. movie. Yeah, and that's what's Man. fascinating, that nobody's seen this since the early 70s. It barely got released. I don't think that's the reviews so were great when it came out, but now it's kind of gotten reappraised as his lost masterpiece. And so, as far yeah. as I've read, it was never on 
VHS or Laserdisc or DVD. Like I think it got a VHS. Was it VHS? Yeah. Because they said point. it's like impossible yeah. to watch. And but it is hard to find. And it may well have just been like an overseas VHS in yeah, yeah. one place or something because that's happened as well. This is a 4K restoration. And this is a good example of how, you know, we were all sad about the death of film or the near death of 35 millimeter projection. Yeah. But five, ten years ago, we would never have found a 35 millimeter oh print of the last yeah, movie. Nobody would have. Whereas now, someone can restore a print, yeah. make a bunch of digital files, send them out, and the art house cinema masses yeah. get to see this movie. And even to this, like, I haven't seen this movie either. And even if it's not good, I just love seeing this kind oh, of stuff. God, like, yeah. it's just like time travel. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited about. It's really cool to get these kind of everything that Andrew just said. You know, it's like, it's it's Easy Rider era, it's Dennis Hopper, and you've never seen it. It's so insane to even think of Dennis Hopper at the peak of his powers kind of thing. And just, he probably could have made whatever he wanted after Easy Rider, really. Yeah, because that made a lot of money. Oh, God, and it's so good. But, yeah, like, that's, and and it's sort of, as you say, like, even tracking down one print, it kind of reminds me of what Agfa has been doing. And you're just, you see, like... Oh, it's a 2K or 4K from the only known 35mm or whatever. And you're just like, what if that burned <laughs> yeah. up a year ago or something? Like, it's just, that. I just, I love, even for not great film or whatever you want to call yeah, it, yeah. for B films, whatever, it's pretty astounding that we can, you know, have that to watch and, and point to and just be like, oh my God, look, uh, that's it still is here. The glass half full of digital mm-hmm. is is this, is just getting these... We were laughing. We, we were showing off the projection booth to some friends of friends who were visiting from London, England. Ooh. And we said, to my recollection, the first movie we screened on DCP was Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> and that didn't happen on purpose. We thought we'd have some big, you know, fancy rollout yeah. for it. But that was available. And it was something like we got the projector set up a couple weeks early and yeah. then the powers that be in the distribution said, oh, we have a DCP of that. <laughs> Previously, we had screened it on 16 millimeter. Oh, man. And it was cool, but it was falling apart. Yeah. And it was so like all red, probably. To go to digital, it was the most beautiful black and white cinematography, clear sound. Man. And you're like, uh, it's kind of fitting that this is our first DCP movie. Gee, especially well, for you, too, because like they did uh, Mystery Science. Oh, yeah. That too. Oh, it's such a wonderful, horrible movie. But it wasn't, it was like the actual movie. It was the movie movie yeah Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie just it's something it's yeah I, was that was that like a public screening yeah oh yeah it was just like a normal screening oh yeah my god I don't even remember that and that's the, that's one of those movies where you think about I think about this every time I watch an MST3K movie where once upon a time someone just even if it was a flop hundreds of people thousands of people went to that movie on a Friday night yeah, and then went walked out. You know, we're like, uh, you know, yeah. like, and now it's a legendary B movie. Yeah. But once upon a time, that was oh, the kids want to go to a movie on a matinee in December. Yeah, we'll go see the Santa Claus movie. Yeah, and they love aliens. They yeah. love Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> no, it didn't turn out too well. Yeah, no, that's uh, that is pretty amazing though. Everyone knows the title at least, even if yes. they haven't seen the film. So yeah, so that's our big almost full documentary week. I didn't realize there was is this five documentaries. Five documentaries and then, you know, our Winona movie and The Room. So all of our new releases this week are documentaries. And The Room is sort of a documentary in a way. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. Go visit our friends at House of Target across the street. You can check us out on our MayfairTheater.ca website and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, you can wrap this up and go watch a couple movies now. What a day for you. What a day. <laughs> yes. Okay, thanks for listening again, and uh, we'll see you soon at the Mayfair. Bye-bye. Bye. They could see us on the street, too, I guess. In front of the Mayfair. Okay. Come on, we're going and see a movie. <laughs>
Their names are legendary. Their destinies linked. An ageless myth meets an uncompromising master. Francis Ford Coppola brings an undying legend to life. Dracula. <laughs> Beware.